I had this really great opening earlier today and totally forgot it. So I'm just going to say, hey, it's Sean Doyle coming to you today, fresh off Pride Weekend with Babe. Hang on to your hats. Yeah, it's it's fresh off Pride Weekend. I make it sound like I'm involved in all the events. Sean's at every one of the events. I'm not. I'm at the uh, parade and I'm barely at the parade. (laughs) I go for Jackson. I want Jackson's brain to take in every sight and sound this parade has to offer. Every bear, every leather man, every drag queen who's so sweaty, her lace front wig is curling up in the front. She's smoking a cigarette. She's got ripped pantyhose and she's throwing condoms at us. That's what I want my son to see. (laughs) But I do. I want him to know that he can let his freak flag fly if he wants to. Uh, I have no idea how he's going to turn out. And if if he happens to fall into one of the many categories that are in the parade, I think it's a really good learning experience. And he's been going since he was a baby, since he was uh, a born, because we marched with uh, marching in the parade. We marched with Adoption Star and marching in the parade is sort of funny because really I'm I'm a nobody and I'm walking down the street and people are waving at me and I'm waving back like I'm a somebody. <laughs> Hi, I'm an ado- I'm a gay dad. I think I must have screamed that for the entire however many miles of the parade route. Gay dad here. Here's my baby. I adopted. Like really nobody cares, but everybody's a celebrity for a day when you are in the Buffalo Pride Parade. So I was in it with Jackson and then we were um watching the parade last year which was great and this year we watched the parade but if I didn't have a kid and didn't want to like have this be something that's in his life I probably wouldn't go I've 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 done pride I've done it but Jackson hasn't and I want him to uh again let his freak flag fly if he wants to and oh let me tell you many a freak was in the parade (laughs) Hey, guess what? I remembered what my opening was going to be. It it triggered saying freak flag triggered it. Uh, It was going to be. So raise your glass if you are wrong in all the right ways. All my underdogs. It's it's the pink song. You know, all my dirty little freaks like what's wrong with being. okay? so here's what I saw. How do I say this gently? The Buffalo Pride Parade is. There's no way to say it, so I'm not going to say it. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll just tell you one thing. My friend Scott said when we were marching in the parade, looking at, looking at everything, he said, honey, you could open up a dentist on any one of these corners and there'd be a line out the fucking door. <laughs> I know that's not using my words impeccably. And, and that may be using my words to, to harm instead of to heal. But let me tell you, honey, some some of what I saw was toe up from the flow up. And that's OK, because I'm going to tell you that the people that were most toe up were so fucking confident in themselves. They were str- I said, you know what? It takes brass balls to dance down the street wearing a tight mesh shirt and shorts so short and nut huggers, I I call them lovingly, uh, where you could see every bit of his, well, let's just say his shorts were so tight you could see his religion. Okay, so he wasn't the only one. There were belly dancers that were coming down the street. There were bears. Uh, bears are gay men who are usually more uh, Rubenesque in size. Bellies, 
there's bellies involved and they were loving on themselves and could have given a fuck. And there were, uh, there was a a float of trolls. I don't know if that's like a new gay thing, (laughs) but the drag queen at the end of the float was unexplainable. She looked like something out of an Italian giallo horror film, like a Dario Argento horror film. Like she would have been the murderer, but there she was. And she was lip syncing along to Madonna and she could have given, again, a rat's ass. People with so much confidence, the balls to walk down Elmwood Avenue in Buffalo, bellies hanging out, hairy asses showing. But people really, okay, so I can hear myself pretty loudly, and I'm, I feel like I'm inhaling like, <gasps> and it reminds me of a really funny story. My friend Jeffrey saw uh, Glenn Close in Sunset Boulevard. She played Norma Desmond, and he said she was awful. And he said that the way she sang was she was gasping for air between every every note. I don't know why I'm frightened. (gasps) I know my way around here. (gasps) The cardboard trees. (laughs) I I feel like that that's what I sound. I'm just excited. I'm excited to tell you about how confident these people were. I myself would never have the confidence to dance down the middle of the street wearing nut huggers. Never, ever. Not at this age, not at 20. But I used to have lots of confidence, uh, body confidence, when I was young. And I guess, you know, as you age, you lose that confidence. But when I lived in Florida, I used to go to a nude beach uh, on the eastern coast near Cape Canaveral. Playa Linda, it was called. And I used to, oh my God, the first time I swam naked and was was naked at this beach was so freeing. I was obsessed with how it felt, how good it felt to not wear clothes. I mean, I was raised Catholic. I was taught to cover up from head to toe. Even when you run quickly from the bathroom to your bedroom after a shower, you better be covered up. So to be nude in uh, a public setting was was thrilling to me. I felt very European. And let me tell you, this wasn't like the gay beaches, the nude beaches in Miami where everybody is, you know, super sexy. This was like most of the old people that were on the nude beach looked like that old woman from The Shining that comes out of the tub (laughs) and hugs Jack Nicholson. That's what they look like. So I was like one of the hottest people at the beach. But I used to bring friends and say the whole way there, it took about 45 minutes to get there. I would say, it's so freeing. It's so freeing to not have clothes on and to, to just be yourself the way you came into this world. I was a little much. But uh, I remember I, I had a first date and a last date <laughs> with this guy. Uh, our first date was at the nude beach. Sometimes, you know, that's not the best idea. Because, uh, I don't know, all bets are off once your pants are down. But it was exciting just to let this guy know, this is who I am. I'm super free. I don't need clothes. Uh, I can't believe I was even like this. But uh, that has changed <laughs> drastically. I, I, if I could, I would wear a caftan like Maud. I would wear a caftan and answer the door in, in a flowing robe. Hello. Welcome. Come on in. I kind of want to be wearing a turban and have a, a cigarette on a long holder, too, in my caftan. Yes. So I've changed. Uh, recently, in the last 10 years or so, I did do something kind of adventurous. Uh, Spencer Tunick is a photographer, an artist, who photographs group nudes. And not just three or four people, but hundreds, maybe thousands of people uh, laying on the Brooklyn Bridge or in a pose at Grand Central Terminal or um, out in a, in a field in Holland. And he usually poses the, the people in sort of a strange way. And he came to Buffalo 
and did a photo shoot at our central terminal, which is an art deco space that has been abandoned for years. It's an old train terminal. It's very, very beautiful. At the time, it was falling apart. So they had to do a lot of work to get us in there. But I thought, I want to be part of this. I don't mind being naked in front of hundreds of people. We all, you know, we've all got the same parts. And who cares? I'm super free about my body. (laughs) So... I went with my friend David and our friend Andrew, and I got there, and there were all these people from my church choir there. I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to see everybody naked. They're going to see me naked. I saw a lot of people I knew, ex-boyfriends. I know what you got. There were people that I would see every day getting coffee. There were people that I'd worked with before. It was just a really, really brave and and confident group of people that were like, yeah, I want to be part of Buffalo history. I want to be part. I want to be in a Spencer tunic photograph. We all got an original print of the photograph and and mine hangs in the living room but it reminds me of a time where I could have given two shits I don't care if you see uh, me naked I don't care if I'm posing we had to pose we were kneeling and we were kind of in downward dog so our asses were pointing up that's the the photo I have in my living room again classy but it is a Spencer tunic and uh, I can I can't find myself in the picture. I can find my friends, actually. Uh, and there are we, we took all our clothes off outside and it left. It just left piles of shoes, shorts and shirts. And we had to like kind of find them when we came back. But it was a uh, I have a photograph of the shoes shorts and shirts too. It looks like we just all evaporated and left our clothes there. And uh, when we went in there, I remember passing somebody that I knew very well. And your eyes really do want to dart down to their junk just to get a quick look. But then, you know, back up because this is for art. I'm an artist, sweetie. I'm a model. So uh, we were there for a couple hours. He did it by age groups. Uh, He photographed the older people uh, up high, which was kind of cool. It was just a really cool thing. But I remember... I had a date that night with this guy, Andrew, and I felt super cool. Like, guess what I did today? I totally stripped naked with hundreds of people to be in a photograph, and I'm going to have that photograph forever. And he was like, wow, you're so brave. You're so confident. I could never do that. And now I look at the people in the pride parade, and I think the same thing. Like, Jesus, you are, and I'm telling you, these were not perfect bodies. If, if you could see my face when I say that. <laughs> It was really uh, people of every shape, every size, and uh, really selling it, selling it hard out on the, the pavement. And I was amazed. I said, where do these people get this confidence from? I, I can't imagine feeling this confident without alcohol. <laughs> so I, I was amazed. Jack fell asleep. Uh, he was tired. By the time we got to the trans float, he was, he was done. Uh, I wanted him to see, like our, my church, the Unitarian Universalist Church of Buffalo marched and uh, Temple Beth Zion marched. And we know people from there. And it was all the straight, uh, straight gay alliances from high schools opened the parade. Cynthia Nixon was in the parade. I'm a Miranda. And uh, she's running for governor of New York uh, as a Democrat against Mario Cuomo, which should be really interesting. So I don't know why I'm frightened. I don't know why I'm gasping like that. I'm just, I'm talking so fast. Oh, I'm home alone. I'm home alone. Oh, I'm home alone. Just going to interrupt for a moment. Eric is getting his car inspected. Jack is at school and I am out early because I went to the surgeon today to get a checkup and I'm free. I'm free. No more neck brace. I can drive. I can lift my son up. Not over my head, but I could never really do that. Uh, But I, I have one restriction. Are you ready? 
I can't ride roller coasters. So I've ridden Space Mountain for the last time or Big Thunder Mountain, which I love. Hang on to your hats and glasses. I'll never hear it again. Although they may not let me into Disney World uh, based on my recent shenanigans. So we'll see. We're going in 2020. So I hope all will be forgotten by then. Oops. (laughs) So anyway, I'm home alone. And I guess I'm just super excited that I'm able to do this and tell you about how amazing and how attractive body confidence is. So people that would be normally viewed as not super attractive, and again, it's so subjective, but there are norms that we follow, uh, and we're just so beautiful to me. The, the trans community, the, the, the dykes, the, the leather people, and I, when I, you don't want to see a sweaty drag queen, let me tell you, it is it is a mess. <laughs> they they look like they hate it. They look like they hated us, the way they were waving, like, get me the fuck out of this parade. But it was great to see them and just super sweaty. And But the confidence to, to get out of bed, get yourself, put yourself in drag, beat your face, looking good, get out on the street, know you're going to be sweaty, you're going to walk a few miles uh, in heels or platform shoes and just not give a shit. It's so attractive to me. I think confidence like that really comes from deep within. I think it comes from battling adversity maybe your whole life and just finally saying, fuck it. I, I don't know where it comes from, but I'm going to loop it into we left. This is great, right? My son went to the Canal Side Festival with uh, our friend, Abby, and we went to a dance recital. <laughs> so Jack actually went to the festivities without us. My, my almost three-year-old son went and saw the drag queens perform, and it is mayhem at Canal Side. Once the parade is over, uh, the parade dumps out uh, a thousand GLBTQI people inter- can't forget our intersexed friends and uh they they eat hot dogs and hamburgers they drink a lot it, that part's not pretty at all and then there's a drag show and there's musicians so jackie went to that while we went to a dance recital my husband eric has been dancing with the same studio the donna scott school of dance if you please since he was six years old so Pretty much since 1983, Eric has been slipping on tap shoes and performing with all his heart and soul. So this year he taught a class. He taught an an aerobic tap class, non-performing, which I think is really funny. Like, yeah, we're not letting you on that stage. You're not. (laughs) I think they choose to be non-performing, but because he's part of the Donna Scott family, we went to this recital and honey... I saw two spectacles yesterday. I saw a pride parade and I saw a four hour recital. Have you ever been to a a child's dance recital before? Holy mother of God. They're so long. They're really long. And I have not even, I have stopped looking at the program. I've been going to these for the last 13 years and I don't want to know when it ends. I want to just, I I don't want to be counting the numbers before I can finally get up out of my seat. But these, it's a really good dance studio and the costumes and the dancers were dazzling. The theme this year was zippity doo dance. And it started with the three year olds, the babies, and they do their numbers. And when the little kids do their numbers to keep them, 
you know, they, they can't count so well. So to keep them on track, they scream the lyrics of the songs at you, <laughs> which is really funny. One year they did Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend, <laughs> and the little girls were screaming the words to that. And it, it seemed a little advanced to me for a three-year-old to be sort of selling her wares on stage. But hey, it's a, it's a dance recital. Anything goes. So yesterday, Zippity-Doo Dance, we were there, and every year there's one or two dancers that are that catch my eye. And the, the dancers that catch my eye are the ones that aren't the normal or, or typical dancer's body. They may be, again, more, more zaftig. They may be heavier than the other dancers. Uh, and I, again, think, good for you. You, are, you got into that costume. You are dancing. And they're, again, they are selling it with their heart and soul. So confident. And I know they had to battle to get there. Like, they, they didn't, I'm sure they're nervous and I'm sure that they realize I don't look like these other people. And I think a lot of us have felt that way before. You know, I'm not a typical dancer. I don't have a dancer's body. I'm not a typical runner. I don't have a runner's body. I remember one guy saying to me, you run like, yes, believe it or not, I can catapult this giant body across space and time. <laughs> yeah, there are fat runners, surprise, and they could probably outrun many, many of the other runners. And so these little girls uh, and, and, and older girls, too, that there, were, there are one or two every year that really make me think sort of the same thing. Man, they, their body positivity is really advanced for being a kid. How, how do they get to the point where they're like, fuck it, I'm going to be in this recital. And I really give a lot of credit to uh, the Donna Scott School of Dance for not burying these girls in the back. Like they, they have the same opportunity to perform for the crowd as everyone else. And I think that's just incredible. So there's where my eye goes. I'm not looking at the skinnies. I'm looking at the fatties dancing. And I'm just so amazed and impressed and 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 find their confidence so attractive. Like this is where my eye goes. It goes to that confidence. And I found that this is something that I have sort of, I don't know if this applies to me or not, but people will say, it's funny, the, the, the way you view yourself, remember the, the four agreements where we talked about the way other people see you is probably not the way you think you present yourself or the way you maybe actually present yourself. And I think that with me, I'm, I'm a nervous wreck a lot of the time. It's, it's well documented. And so I, I don't lack confidence. But growing up as a little kid, I was, I was picked on. I think I, the, the people started calling me fag and faggot when I was like four or five. That's, a, that's for another podcast. But um, I was, I've been bullied throughout my childhood and growing up going to Catholic school, the kids were really, really mean to me. There was like a hierarchy of, of losers. And I was like maybe third from the bottom. I wasn't at the bottom, but I was, I was pretty close to the bottom and, you know, kids were really mean to me and I lacked confidence, let's just say. And so as an adult, people will say, you know, you're so much fun. You're so positive. You, you're the life of the party. You're, you, I, I do have a lot of friends. <laughs> I, and I, I'm so blessed and I feel so lucky. And whenever my mom, I tell my mom, oh, friends stopped over and now we're seeing some other friends. And, and you know, these friends brought over some food. And my mom will say, it's, you have so many friends. You're so blessed. And to think when you were a little boy, you didn't have one friend. <laughs> I know I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have a friend. I, I had, 
a couple of people that I hung with, but I didn't have really uh, a close circle of friends. And uh, so for that, I'm really lucky. But I feel like you have to go through some shit to get to the point where you are body confident like that and sh- and have that belief in in yourself and to 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 see the truth. And I, I think that I I come off as if if I come off as attractive ever, it's because I'm confident. I'm an average looking guy. I'm a 47 year old man. I have uh, I'm working really hard to get myself in shape for my family. But um, I'm not hot. I've never been hot. I've never been one of the hot people. And but I, I exude confidence to most. And I think it's because of what I've been through. A little little bit of it is acting, of course. But I think even if you act confident, I got this. Don't fuck with me. You're fucking with the wrong person. Here I come. That eventually, if you fake it till you make it, you you get that confidence. And it's, it's really attractive. I think that I attract people. I attract friends. And I have lots and lots of friends. When as a child, as you know, I had no friends. So <laughs> so there's that. But um, I think it's I attract them because of my confidence. And in the moments that I've lacked confidence, I, I really completely shut down. So I think what I want to want to say is that the confidence that you have, no matter what you look like, maybe you're fat. Maybe you are my. okay. so I ran into somebody yesterday and she's like, I used to read your blog all the time. I'm so excited you have a podcast. What was your blog called again? My Fat Life. (laughs) Yeah, no, I never would have named it My Fat Life, but it was called Me on a Diet, which I guess could be translated into my fat life. But yeah, my fat life, it's a struggle. And you know, I, I'm not winning any beauty contests over here. Now, now I have a a big scar on my neck too, which is, you know, it, I don't even give it a second thought though. I don't give a shit anymore. Maybe it's age, but I, they say when you read, when you read the, uh, the self-help books that you need to love the body you're in, whether it's an aging body, then everything's drooping, right? Or you've got a tummy or you're, you're not in the best of health, uh, loving that body and taking care of the body that you're in and having confidence so that nobody even sees that you're fat so that nobody even sees that you're old. I never think of you as old. I never think of you as fat. Um, and I think the confidence comes from sitting down and remembering all the shit you've been through and that you you have absolutely survived. Again, confidence comes for me from having a childhood that was was rough. I had a lot of things happen to me as a child that that could have broken me down and I think that in surviving that in coming out and finding a community I have built confidence. And when I don't have it, I fucking fake it. I think of that character from uh Strictly Ballroom, Shirley Hastings, and she's she's furious about something and has to face her students and says, "I'm going to put my happy face on today, Les." So I don't. I quit drinking 13 years ago, so I don't have alcohol to fuel my confidence. I have to sometimes fake it till I make it. So take inspiration from people flying their freak flags in the pride parade. You didn't see them, but if you have a pride parade coming up, it's still early in the month, go to it and get inspired because man, if these people can do it, so can you. And then, uh, I'm not saying hit up a dance recital cause they are long, but think about these, these girls that I saw and, and 
how much confidence it takes, how much belief in themselves, how much trust in themselves it takes. And again, it doesn't matter what you look like. Uh, your attractiveness comes from from confidence. I really think that that's true. And so uh, raise your glass. If you are wrong in all the right ways, all my underdogs, we will never be, never be anything but loud and nitty gritty, dirty little freaks. So <laughs> keep that in mind, right? And remember, if you can have the confidence of a sweaty drag queen lip syncing the wrong words to a Madonna song with her panties around her knees, you can do anything. So thanks for listening. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.